You're listening to the You Don't Know Me Yet Podcast Network. Hello, world. Welcome to Go On Say It. I'm your host, Jamie Kigundu, available wherever and however you get your podcast. So, a couple years ago, I co-produced a show. I'm going to, you know, I always lead in with a story. I co-produced a, a tour. It was called the Crunk Comedy Tour. Um, it was myself, uh, Preston Middleton, um, Madam Producer, Valerie Benning-Thompson. Um, and our talent was outstanding. DJ Nabs, uh, the Yin Yang Twins, um, Young Dro, Young Jock, uh, you name it. Uh, they were there. Uh, as, along with a litany of comedians. And when the lineup was announced, I started hearing local buzz, local to Houston, uh, that's where I'm based, um, about a couple of outstanding comedians that needed to be on the ticket. Jeff Shelley, mm. uh, That Damn Monty, mm. Ali Sadiq, mm. And ultimately, we ended up with uh, being lucky enough to book two of these acts for our show. So if anybody knows anything about production, when you're producing the show, you're not normally out watching the show. You're, you know, behind the scenes, picking up, you know, different items of clothing, you know, handling any kinds of ticketing issues. You're not there to uh, enjoy the entertainment. You're there to make sure that the show goes on according to schedule and it's successful. Now, as a person who has attended shows before, you know, the opening acts tend to be, you know, somebody who's probably either not very good or just not very famous. Mm. So you might have a situation where, you know, you got a guy and a broomstick <laughs> that's out there juggling before the real show starts. And, yeah, that's not at all what this was. See, I'm in the back and I start to hear a roar. Mm. <sighs> I start to hear this noise and I'm like, you know, did, did the yin-yang twins go on early? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what exactly is going on. <sighs> so I miss all of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then... When the show is over, we're having a post-production meeting. And I said, okay, so, so walk me through what happened. And I consistently am hearing this name, Jeff Shelley, Jeff Shelley, Jeff Shelley. And I'm like, Tell, no, no, tell me about Jeff Shelley. So I thought it would be amazing for me to introduce to you, who have not yet had the uh, opportunity, but you will, to meet the one and only actor and comedian, Jeff Shelley. Now, 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 when I first pulled up to the building, Jeff, <laughs> there was an ambulance outside. <laughs> it's still downstairs. <laughs> and I thought, you know, it's just my luck. Jeff's probably in the back. No, <laughs> no, I ain't going out like that. No, you know, the, no. Ner- the nerves didn't, didn't knock you off. No, <laughs> no. I even backed my car in because you know where I'm from. You got to back in. Uh-huh. You got to see what's happening when you park and you in the car. So you can get so, out. Yeah, so I can get out and, <laughs> okay. and pay attention. So I seen the uh, ambulance. I just didn't know what was going on. So I had to sit on it. Okay. Process what was going on. See who was getting in there. Did you, did you wonder if it was in. me? Nah, I seen you. Okay. I, I actually seen you. Okay. But I still had to process what was going on and then proceed. So I was cautious. Well, well, we appreciate the fact that you're healthy enough to have made it. Oh, yeah. Past, past the uh, ambulance. It's still waiting on you just in case, you know. Nah, <laughs> unless uh, one of y'all got some beef or something. I <laughs> you know, I'm going to be straight here, huh? Spe- speaking of, yeah, you're going to be straight. Oh, okay, speaking, okay, of, okay, gotcha. d- speaking of which, do people actually ever beef with comedians? I mean, comedians beef with comedians. Okay. I don't think people, I think we get a pass on a lot of stuff unless we get just like out of hand, out of hand. Like, yes. Yeah. You know, especially like comedians tend to uh, uh, imitate and mimic rappers a lot. Okay. Like a lot of comedians, like we always got jokes about rappers and stuff, but sometimes they'll get mad. Some, in person, sometimes they'll be like, uh, 
uh, man, I ain't like that joke, but it was funny, man. You had to say it. You yeah. know, I don't say it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, sure. I mean, we get a, we, we tend to get a lot of passes. So, okay. Yeah. Have you ever had an incidence where um, you were doing stand up, for example, and and somebody didn't appreciate yeah, what of it course. was? I had a lot of those. Mm -hmm. I, I was on the north side. Okay. Of Houston, if anybody uh, ever been to the north side of Houston, any part of the north side of Houston, they still stuck in 93. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they act like it, too. But uh, I was at a club called, uh, what they used to promote it on the radio. Uh, dang, it's just like Carol's, Carrotons, okay. but it's on the north side. But okay. I was on stage. I was probably like two years in, into comedy. And uh, I was going in on this one guy. He had just got out of prison. Oh, wow. In the middle of the show, he was like, man, I, I can curse. No, no oh, curse. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, I, I'm, he wanted to do something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I was I was going in so good that right after the show, he calmed down a little bit and he was like, man, you know what? I ain't even mad, man. You just doing your job. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I didn't. Like I say, we tend to get a lot of passes, but people do get mad, and I understand, but at the same time, it's a joke. Got it. It's a joke. So the guy who had just got out for killing three comedians comes to your show. Come to my show. He, I heard he killed three comedians. They all was the same height as me, same complexion. Yeah. They all have a first name that starts with J. J, yeah, and with S. You know, they try to... <laughs> so I was in a bad situation, but like I say, I can handle any situation, so... Yeah. I wasn't too much worried uh, about, you know, yeah. I can handle my own, but it happens. And I understand that. And whatever I do, whatever material content I come up with, I had that in mind. Like I got I have a, a, a song that's going to come out that might get me banned from New York. Yeah. But I'm still going to put it out. Though. What, what's it called? If you can share uh, the title. It's called uh, Bigger Than a NY Rat. Okay. <laughs> this is a met <laughs> metaphor. Yeah, yeah, but you know. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, we can't wait to hear it. Yeah. You it's, it's it's terrible. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, in your craft as a comedian, uh, do you have to temper what you're going to say based on the audience? Like, do you do you say, okay, I am in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Let me let me lay off the Lindsey Graham jokes. You know, I'm in. I'm in Compton. Let me lay off of you know uh, NWA jokes, or I mean, what what nah. what, how, what is your approach for you material? Gotta, first off, you have to you have to uh, read the room. Okay. So if you at a comedy club, the, the green room where you be at before you go on stage is mainly maybe in the back mm -hmm. of the crowd or on side. So. Nine times out of ten, comedians go out and just look at the crowd. Might not see the comedian, but you comedian can see the crowd. And, okay. You know, you see what's going on. Or when you get to that city or wherever you at, you go and tour the city before the show. Yeah. And see what's going on and see what's happening. You have to make them comfortable before you disrespect them. Okay. You got it. They, they want to be disrespected respectfully. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. if you can say, hey... You tall, but I bet you play basketball though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's like it's like you gotta you gotta compliment them before you go in on. Okay. So, so you can say anything you want to. It's just how you say it. Comedy is R and B. It's not rap. Uh, who told me this? Ben Jackson told me this, and somebody told him. I forgot what name, but yeah, it's it's R and B. It's most it's you know, it's smooth. It's not rap. It's not right in your face. You sure. know what I'm saying? So sure. that's the, that's the that's the uh, quote I always live by. I always compliment them before you disrespect them. You know? So so it's funny that you use that comedy is R and B mm -hmm. because in R and B for for there's a whole generation that's in my opinion never heard R and B music. Right. They were listening to something else. It's not R and B. Right. Um, but for those who actually have consumed. You can say some really interesting things, passionate things, let's call it that, <laughs> in an R&B song, but it's the delivery, mm -hmm. it, you know, the, the, the choice of words, the, you know, your, the cadence, all mm -hmm. of those things can make the, the, the consumer accept it right. and feel a certain way about right. it. 
So, so, so that's a really interesting uh, uh, comparison. That you're yeah, because you know everybody, everybody on earth can listen to R and B. Yeah, everybody can't listen to rap. True. So we come to laugh. Everybody likes to laugh. Yeah. But everybody not gonna laugh at. Yeah. At fighting. Yeah. But they'll laugh at. You know, smooth. You know, it's sure. it's it's like the comedy club is better than any club thing you can imagine on earth. Like you ain't nothing better than the comedy club. You get to drink, you get to laugh, like drink, laugh, eat, yeah. have a good time. It's like you know how many women then had babies after the comedy club? Oh really? Yeah. Not just there in the club. Not in the, not in the club. <laughs> After the, they went home yeah. and it was like, oh, I had a good time. That dude was funny. Woo, let me give you some. Oh, oh, made babies after the club. Made babies, yes, <laughs> I thought you made. Meant, I thought you meant not, oh, here's the babies on the way. No, 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 made babies <laughs> after ah, the comedy so, club. So, so it's a good place to pick up a love interest. Right. Okay. No, nah, you're going to, you bring, or, or to you, take take, one. you take one. Okay. That's the best place. It ain't no drama. Nine times out of ten, you, nobody fighting in the comedy club. That's true. Nobody is fighting in the comedy You have a fight in the comedy club, it's either... The comedian got on you yeah. so bad that you couldn't help it. Or your credit card bounced. Oh, your credit card <laughs> bounced and you had to uh, detour from the yeah. being broke to yeah. fight, you know. Yeah. But other than that, you ain't had it's 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 lovely in the comedy club. It's lovely. So okay, so on the subject matter of um meeting a, a woman or taking a woman to the comedy club, mm -hmm. what is your dating status? My dating status? Yeah. Are you single? Are you married? Can you say? Should you not say? <laughs> I don't know what I am. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Is there some girl at home like, what? What? You know? I don't know. You don't know. Hey, you know, I, I understand <laughs> that 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 it's it's a hush hush, it's a hush hush thing on in the in the world of entertainment. So but I did get some questions from people that knew that you were coming. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tee off on you okay. on a couple of these. So oh, man. this is from a watcher of the Bachelor program. The Bachelor. Program. Yeah. So the Bachelor, for uh, you know, people who've never seen it, it's a it's a dating show where you get one guy who gets uh, call it fifty different first dates, uh, and he gets to eliminate ladies all the way down till he finds true love possibly marries her in 24 hours and divorces her in 48. Mm. <laughs> so um, the questions for you are if one, would you ever go on the bachelor as the bachelor? As like, I'm the, you're man. the bachelor. Oh, mm. that's yeah. a question. <laughs> yeah, I will. Okay. All right. Second question. If you had to select three finalists, for you as Jeff the Bachelor, what would the characteristics of those finalists be? Oh, first off, you gotta uh, you gotta be mentally stable. Okay, you have you have to be mentally stable. You have to be uh, composed. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah, like. Poised. Yes. Like, I uh, thought I said it wrong. It sounded wrong. Composed. Like, but uh, and then you have to uh, you have to be shorter than me. Okay. I ain't dealing with no tall woman. <laughs> Even though I like tall women, I can't. I ain't gonna be getting up having to look at you every morning. No. Okay. You gotta be shorter. In an than argument. Me. <laughs> yeah, in an argument. I'm pointing she, down at you. She grabbing my collar. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was my three qualities right there. Okay, all right, all right. Okay. that and that's interesting because I thought you were gonna say, well, you know, one has to be, you know, Beyonce, you know, oh, one nah. has to be, you ain't gotta be Beyonce. One has to be, you know, to, to be with old JJ, <laughs> you ain't gotta be B. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you okay. can be A, Angela, uh, C, so, Clarissa. So so composed. <laughs> shorter than you and and uh and not and and, and mentally stable mentally stable you okay know, i mean some I, crazy I, people out here <laughs> it's 2022 man yeah. it's crazy man i don't know what they putting in there these days okay i'm crazy i have two crazy people <laughs> so she has to also be a psychologist to deal with you 
Nah, she ain't. She just got to have have some common sense. Like, okay. chill sometimes, you know, just, you know. So, because your schedule is very different. Right. Um, in your profession. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like firemen, for example. Right. They have very, very, very different schedules. So right. they may be four days on, four days off, or and it's it's a staggered schedule. Right. Um, and so is it difficult for people in your life to comprehend the kind of schedule that you have to maintain? Uh yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Uh but I be telling people like at, at this point in my life, and it's only gonna get more aggressive. Yeah. The schedule gonna get more aggressive. But like I tell people, man, uh just, we don't have to talk every day for us to have a good relationship. Right. And I'm talking about friendship, brothers, sisters, uh, women. Uh, we don't have to talk every day. Right. Uh, my main priority is going up in my career, being successful in the career, uh, making sure my daughter nieces and nephews and little sisters is good for the future and stuff like that. So like everything else is just everything. It's yeah. like, what are we talking about? You know? So that's my main priority. Like I, we, if we grew up together, then you already know how, how we doing, you know? Sure. So it's just that people have, but I just, me personally, I don't worry about pe what people think. I just do me. Like if you don't understand, you just don't understand. Okay. It's my life, you know. Well, so you talked about uh, if somebody grew up with you, they already know what it is. How long How long has this passion and skill set that you have been with you? I, I ain't, this me since I came out. I never changed. Like, they used to call me, uh, I was just two uh, twins in, in fifth grade. They used to call me Martin Lawrence. Okay. Martin Lawrence. I wasn't no class clown. I wasn't none of that. I was just me. I don't, this is nothing... I chose to do, I didn't, like I used to work, I worked everywhere. I say this every time I do a podcast, I didn't work everywhere. Every type of job you can think of. Yeah. And I never succeeded in none of them. Not that I wasn't good enough, it's just, it, it didn't please me. Like okay. I just, in my mind, I was just like, I know for a fact, I'm not working for nobody. I'm the, the Me having to clock in, punch that button and say, oh, what I gotta do today? Yeah. That was not me, okay. you know. So, uh, but I've been like this since forever. I came up off the uh, comedy movies, and the, the uh, I know Dev Jam. I know the Richard Prize. I know the Which Way Is Up. I know all of that. But not one second I said I'm gonna do some comedy. I'm gonna do it. Like I'm gonna be in them. I never said that. But in, when I got fired from my last job, Dr. Pepper. Uh huh. Everybody, I would say, you got, you worked at Dr. Pepper? Like, yeah, I worked at, I knew somebody, I got on. But uh, I, my homeboys was like, uh, the only thing I was left with was, hey, uh, Instagram getting hot. Uh, man, do, let's do comedy, do comedy. So I went on stage for the first time. Uh, it wasn't all that good, but, I, but after I got off stage, that light hit me, uh -huh. and people listening to me, I was like, oh. I found me some, and it, it wasn't that I wasn't good, and I, I naturally was comfortable up there. It wasn't the words; it was just like my comfortability was like day one. Day one. So after that, 2013, October through 2013, I've been doing it ever since. I took a year off, started driving trucks for my homeboy. He was in the NFL, bought me a truck because you know comedy don't pay early. Some sure. people would not nowadays. It, well, if you start on the internet, it might pay a lot early. Yeah. But I started on stage, uh, did that. But after that, that's a story in itself. But after that, it was just been comedy ever since. So I just believe comedy just, God was just like, this is what you do. This is you. There's nothing else you can do on earth but but this. But yeah. So you're doing what you were born to do. Your your source material though. So you, that first show, right? Mm -hmm. You say, okay, I'm going to go on and I'm going to talk about. I was you know, I was talking about traffic. Yeah. Oh, I was talking about uh, what else I talked about. I said, uh, big dude working at Subway. Like, what are you, big tall dude, strong? Yeah. What are you working at Subway for? You know, that's like yeah. embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> I know, uh, but 
it, 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 I mean, it can be good material, but when I start talking about my life and like real situations, because yeah. the first time I did stand up was at like uh, Ruggish. I, I forgot, I think that's the name, and that's like uh, all white crowd. Okay. But when I went to the black rooms and I seen what they was talking about, they was vulnerable, and I was like, oh, that's. And then that's when I start pulling up, pulling stuff out and just start being creative with what I already experienced and what I already see. Yeah. And that's when I start getting better at stand-up comedy. So it always is interesting to me the way the comedic mind works mm -hmm. and the, the way that you guys take a situation and see it completely different right. than the rest of us. And you find the humor in it, right? right. Um, and, and that is very unique to me. Uh, and and because I I consider myself funny, but I'm not a comedian. Right. Right. Um, and so when you go through experiences, do you sit down? Do you write something on your on your phone? I mean, in the old days, people would took out a, a piece of right, paper and right. they'd write down notes, right, something right. that they just saw at Walgreens. Right. And then, you know, yeah. put, put it back in. So how do you maintain that? OK, this moment just happened right now. And I'm going to I want to I want to use that as a source. It's, it's a 24 7, 24 7 hour job. You, can, you never, you might turn it off verbally, but in your mind, it's Always never working. off. Yeah. Like I might hear you say something today and just jot it down Sure. on the podcast. Yeah. He said this, 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 and spin it my way and make it relate to me. Okay. So it's, you never, I, I don't, I can't, I can't find a, a time where I ever said, like, I'm going to just turn this off. Okay. Like, it's impossible because you always see something. My daughter, uh, my mama, they always say, like, when do you, when do you stop? Like, yeah. you don't stop. You know, everything is funny. Sure. I don't care how sad it is. It's just like everything is, you can laugh at everything. Yeah. It's it. Either it's going to be, you're going to laugh at it now, or you're going to laugh at it five years from now. Sure. You're going to laugh at it. No, I agree. I uh, had a situation on the way in today. Uh, to the to the studio, I left a downtown parking garage, which I leave every day. Mm -hmm. And when you pull a ticket to get into the parking garage, you got to put the ticket in on the way out. Mm. And if you leave at a certain time period, it's free. Right. Okay. Or if you leave uh, behind a, another car, and or, <laughs> if you leave behind another car, or if you drive through the the fence, yeah, just go and break it. That's break also it down. free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, so I put my jacket in the, in the back and I put my laptop carrying case with my wallet in the trunk mm. and I'm, you know, I'm never really never leaving at the time I left. There's a line of cars behind me. I get to the gate. I put the ticket in $8. <laughs> and at this point, I, my mind goes blank. I don't know. I'm like, is this machine broken? Mm. That's the first thing. Is the machine broken? No. Okay. Where's my wallet? I'm searching all the usual suspect places. It's not in my front pockets. It's not in my back pocket. Meanwhile, you got horns behind. Beep, beep, beep. Mm -hmm. I'm sweating at this point. I go into my coat. It's not back there. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this situation. Right? And so ultimately, you know, successful, got back, got out of the car. People, you know, probably the guy behind me probably thought I was getting out to fight because mm -hmm. he had honked and I opened right. the car. Right, 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 right. I could have gone a whole different direction. But um, you take scenarios like that and you could present it in a way right. that's hilarious. Right. Right. Because that is a funny situation. Right. Because you know you got the money. Right. Well, well. Uh, yeah, that's true. Right. <laughs> you know, you just misplaced it in. Yeah. Now you're in this situation where... Yeah. They think you like, hold, you know. So. Yeah, they don't know yeah, what's they, going you can, on. You can spin that a lot of ways. So. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing though. It's a relatable situation. Somebody out there says, "Hey, yeah, you know, something weird like that happened to me." And I think that when I enjoy listening to you, and and even when I go to your socials, because you talked about your social media presence, right. um, it's relatable, right? And 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 I think people see themselves in your scenario. Right. They see themselves in whatever you're describing. In, in any list of characters, they see themselves, somebody they know, mm -hmm. or they can see that happen to them in the future. Right. And that's where we all have a common bond. That's what, what I think brings people together in humor. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so um, 
Yeah. And, you know. I, I'm going to say this, too. Uh, thinking a, uh, in a way uh, on how comedians think, it's kind of like we never let things bother us. Okay. It's a more common way of living. It's just like uh, somebody just stole $500 from me. Yeah, I'm mad, but I'm going to go talk about this on stage. Sure. You know, or somebody stole $20 from me. I'm going to go talk about this. Like, what can you do with $20? You can only do, like, four things with $20. Get some gas, $5. Maybe gas, three things. Gas, $10. A gallon. Sure. You know, uh, get you some food. Uh, or, and then experience, experience, experience with your hobby. Whatever you want to do. That's three things, like. You know. Well, I got a fourth. You can serve eighteen months. <laughs> serve eighteen that, months. If I, take that the, if I take this, but I ain't gonna, but I ain't gonna, yeah. snit, I ain't gonna tell on you. I'm gonna take it to the stage. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like uh, the way of uh, comedians think is a more positive way. It's just like we never let thing like everything is everything. I sure. get that from Lauren Hill. Everything is everything. It's it's all good. Ain't nothing to really be mad about. You can be sad about a lot of stuff, but when you, y'all know, y'all older than me, living and you gonna have a lot of problems. You gonna get mad at every problem. That's right. You can probably be mad at like five seconds. All right, now what can I do about it? Yeah. My daughter always, uh, when she comes to me with anything, like I got a thing with her, it's like, you want it or you need it? So she asks me something, I always ask her, you want it? Cause she know the difference between want and need. Do you want it or you need it? Ah, I want it. All right, then. Yeah. <laughs> Get it yourself. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it's just like the way of thinking is it uh, it helps us. It's because it, comedians go through a lot of stuff. Sure. We've got a lot of built up hurt right there. It's it, it, it's it's stored right there. You know what I'm and, saying? And and this is my theory. I don't have any degree in in uh, psychology. I'm not a psych uh, psychotherapist. I'm not. A, I have none of that training. But mm -hmm. I have a, a a theory still which all of us are entitled to our own. But right. I see comedians in the way that you've just described as being people that have dealt with or are dealing with something that's been very difficult and mm. chose a different way to absorb that and to work with that situation. Mm. Mm. Is that a fair statement to say or is that overly broad? Uh, I don't know because you got to think about it. Everybody go through stuff. Fair. We are just willing to deal with it in a different way. Okay. Everybody go, that's what makes it relatable. How can it be relatable if nobody else is going through it? Sure. You see what I'm saying? So I just think we're we're the type of people that just think look at life in a different manner. Yeah. Some people wake up every day worried. I wake up, I might. Some days I'd be like, man, I ain't got a dime. But hey, let me go make some videos or let me go, you know, no, let me yeah. uh, write some new material. It's just like when I first started, I didn't know how I was going to do this. But when it got, when God put it on me, I was just like, what? This? Yeah. Then uh, got, when I got fired, it was just like I had my daughter, my daughter was uh, like one. It's like one. And the mother of my child's a teacher. So it's like, all right, I'm a teacher. She's a teacher. What are you doing, father? You yeah. know, so uh, it wasn't bringing me in no money, but I was working. I was building up until now. It's just like now she see like, oh, I get it. Sure. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like we just look at stuff a different way. Like no matter what the situation is, if it's zero, and that if there's no water in this cup, I'm gonna say it's a lot of water in this cup. It's just not in it yet. It's a cup for holding water, and the water's on the way. Right, <laughs> the water is on the way. The, the work is the water. Sure, you know. So it's that's that's just how I think it is. It's like we got a different perspective on stuff. This is like how can you make fun of death? I know it's death, but I just seen so much other stuff from it. Sure, you know and. Death is, I mean, some deaths are bad, but is death really bad compared to what we live in? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I don't know the answer to that one, but yeah. but um, I uh, 
remember Wanda Sykes once talking about death mm -hmm. and uh, she was talking about the way in which people pass. Mm -hmm. And she said something along the lines of, and, and if Wanda's listening, I'm going to kill your joke. So she said something along the lines of not wanting a tombstone that read, killed by a moose. <laughs> and so, and so, so uh, you know, and there, and people, they cracked up laughing, right? But mm -hmm. the subject was death, mm -hmm. and the, and it was really about the manner in which she passed. And if she had gone on stage and said something really depressing, you know, people would have been down and feeling a certain way. But no, she, she said something that came out of nowhere, hit us like a ton of bricks, and everybody just mm -hmm. fell out laughing. I mean, so, like, I got a joke uh, by me, like what? What when I get? To, what if you get to heaven and and somebody you just know that was gonna be there not there? Yeah. But the person that you didn't expect to be there there, like yeah, your grandma not there and your grandpa there, the new, the one she hated. You know what I mean? Sure. Like so, How it's just like would that be? Yeah, yeah. Let me let me come here. Let me tell you what happened to your grandma, man. She yeah. was up here acting a fool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just like it's everything is everything. Like, sure. Yeah, you got it's just perspective. I think comedians just have a different perspective on yeah. it. You might see green, I might see blue. Let me tell you why I see blue. So, um you've referenced a few times the fact that you have a daughter and uh, and I won't get too personal on that, but I'm curious. You, you only have uh one child or do one. you have multiple? Like one child that I know of. Yeah, just, yeah. just a, one a, child. A basketball player scenario. Just, no, 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 no. <laughs> just just one child. Just I know I just have one child. Okay. Yeah. Just okay. One child. Uh, and do you have plans, uh, immediate plans to have more than one child? Uh, not right now. Okay. If it happens, it happens. But not right now though. Yeah. It's just too. It's too. Uh, I won't be able to be there all the time. And like my daughters. She knows me. She's been knowing me for uh, nine years now. Sure. So she know how I feel about her. She know she know what's up. So yeah. she know when I'm gone, daddy is 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 for her. Sure. Part of it is for her. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Know, the little the little baby, the newborn won't know that. Yeah, they need I've that time gone to for bond and two, two months. Let's say I gotta go for a month, two months, and I come back, they're gonna be like, Who is you? Sure. I only know this one right here. Yeah. And she feed me. Yeah. You move around every time I hold them crying, you know, because they don't know. But you know, not right but, now. But one day in life, it's a possibility. Yeah, the we'll next say. five years. Yeah. You mentioned going away for a couple of months. Uh, you have anything that's going on right now that's going to take you out of town? Yeah, I got to go to Atlanta Friday. Okay. Well, I got to, so I got to finish up Thursday this movie called H Town that I'm doing. Uh, right after that, I got to drive to Atlanta get fitted for a movie that I'm in in Atlanta, drive back the same day, fly to LA for uh, a movie festival. Our movie got picked. I I, I did a movie in uh, Vegas with uh, Lil Fizz from B2K, the lead in yes. uh produced by Sky Direct. He, he out of LA. So got to fly to LA, then come back, and then go back to Atlanta on the 21st. For filming? For filming, yeah. So filming. So, so then I got to go to Memphis in uh, late August. Wow! And then Shreveport in same month too. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that I mean, your your schedule is so hectic. How yeah. do you, how do you manage all of it? Do you have I don't a know. team around you? Are you? Yeah, are I, you? I got a, I got a couple people. Uh, I don't have a manager, no stuff like that. But nowadays, you can kind of manage it up until a certain point. I know I need uh, management and stuff like that. But sure. You know, uh, this movie I'm doing in Atlanta is gonna make me SAG uh, eligible. So, oh really? Yeah. So after after that, hopefully something like uh, mature when it comes to manager come around and really help. So, so for those who are unaware, uh, SAG is the Screen Actors Guild, uh, and it's a union essentially for um, screen actors right. like like Jeff Shelley. And so there are rules that govern the way that production has to happen, the um, amount of time you can work, the uh, pay rates, uh, it's its a proper uh, set of conditions, terms and conditions that actors who are part of SAG um, uh, get the benefits of. And so that's the reference that uh, Jeff is sharing with us. Right, right. Um, and so this movie in Atlanta, uh, can you talk to us about the role that you're uh, gonna be playing? I, I can say this. Uh 
You, you ever heard of the Water Boys in Atlanta? Water, no, no. So they got these group of these little kids. They, you know, Atlanta, they hustlers. They, okay. they go get, they go get the money. Yeah. So they got these every time. You, if you ever been in Atlanta and you stopped at a red light, you didn't got approached by Water Boys, meaning they trying to sell you some water. Okay. And it's a bunch of them. You know, so the movie and, and it's it's a lot that comes with it too, but it's a movie about that, okay. that situation. And uh, I'm playing one of the, the little boys, one of the water boys. <laughs> yeah. huh? So, do you have to do anything uh, to be prepared for that role? I mean, how do you how do you, Jeff, the actor, because you're a comedian and actor, which is uh, interesting and mm -hmm. rare combination, because you're doing both at the same time. All right. So, so do you have to do anything to prepare for the uh, water boy scenario, the water boy? Uh, I mean, I looked up a couple of videos about it, uh, and then I experienced it one time. And uh, I mean, maybe uh, get Atlanta lingo down, sure, you know, stuff like that, but not too much. I always try to uh, make the character me. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, what would I do if I was? that because you know? sure. i i come i don't know a lot of people don't know but i come from like stage plays people no, don't yeah. people don't know i did people don't even know i did stand up some people don't know i do stand up okay you know so but yeah. uh they just think i'm strictly internet but uh stage plays uh man i, I didn't done over 50 stage plays well tell us about that because yeah. i that right now that fact is blowing my yeah, mind i'm like I wait a minute stage huh? play. i'm talking about not Comedy stage, I've done comedy stage plays, but like I, started, I, I started off in drama. Like, I had to cry. I had to uh, give long monologues and stuff like that. Okay. So that's why people, that's why I can, like, act. That's how, that's why. That's why you're so I, natural. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been natural, but I experienced, like, man, I didn't been in the, the light, like, where you really had to act. Sure. So it's not, nothing for me to just. No, so. so so how is how did that come about like wh when did you um start to appear in plays and when like how did you hone your craft to be that oh uh, i'm gonna tell you exactly how i got in the first stage play. okay so it was just it was this uh comedian he was already in stage plays i don't think he was doing stand-up i don't know how i met him i can't remember how i met him but for some reason he couldn't do a play and he called me and I had to go do that play for these group of people that I met that I still know to this day. Uh, and we performed at a theater in Midtown. Okay. So I did, that's when I had to, and I came in uh, two weeks or a week before the play. You know, in plays, they have to rehearse like three months before the, I came in two weeks and I had, I was the second lead character in the play and I had to do two monologues. I'm talking about me, I'm the only one on stage and the light just hit me. Yeah. So imagine how I feel. Uh, this is my first stage play. <laughs> <laughs> but I took on that challenge because I knew I was, like I knew I had it. I got something in my mind just like, you better not turn this down. Sure. So I did the play, I killed the play. Uh, the guy that owned the theater, took me in we I did like five plays with them okay and then so on and so on like I performed at the Rodham Theater oh, I wow the, yeah the Rodham I mean Theater. I, I see I, sh I see shows all the time and yeah. they're and they're quality productions yeah I did not know this about you yeah I did so that. so I did so that. when they take you on and you're part of the uh theater group the mm -hmm. production for various uh uh plays is there somebody there that is directing you and telling you, you know, act, Jeff, no, you stand, you stand this way, you know, face this way. We need to see this in your face or your body movements. How does that skill get developed? Uh, of course they, they uh, coach me, man, but I guess I'm so much of a natural that, uh, I mean, I got, I got, I be having most of it down back. Okay. Like, I, I've watched enough movies and enough everything and I have, it's in me, not on me. So it's like something natural that I can't explain. Okay. You know? But of course I get coached and I listen, I listen, to, I take advice from everybody. Uh, uh, and you know, it's just, it just came natural. 
Just are, are you, this is the part where you're going to tell me you're also an opera stinger, singer. And nah, you, uh, <laughs> I'm not an opera singer. I can't. I was just in the barbershop trying to sing. I can't. I can't sing. We're I not going to see you in a barbershop quartet. No, nah, <laughs> I'll be trying Walk like to. A -bird. I can't. Walk like I, a <laughs> nah, I, I wouldn't mind though. Yeah. I wouldn't mind doing no play. That's how challenging I'm in, I am. I, I wouldn't mind doing stuff like that. Like I, I'm down for getting all the way out of my comfort zone. Sure. And, Doing something different, cause deep down that's what people want to do. We, wanna, we like to do different stuff, you know. I, I can do this all day. What about this though? Yes, you know. So I'm down. Uh, I'm, that is super impressive to me. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm I'm a nerd, so I will geek out about stuff like that. Yeah, you know. So I wish I had film on it. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had a film. Uh, the last time I done a play was probably, probably oh no, it was uh, about a year, two years ago. Oh. Would you so scenario? Broadway reaches out and says, "Jeff, the Lion King. We need we need you to play a part. Do you say yes?" I'm saying yes. Okay, all the way. Okay, all right. I I I, I bet somebody out there can make that happen. Yeah, I'm just that's, saying. That's, I would I would love to do that. You might be Rafiki, I, I, it, but you got. <laughs> I don't care who I am. I don't care if I'm the uh, the Hyena, Yeah, I don't care who I am. I'm playing. That's, uh, that's people don't question. get those opportunities. First question I'm asking: Who am I playing? Yeah, <laughs> well, it wouldn't matter though. Me. I don't care. Like yeah. uh, you gotta like what what I've done so far. Like people don't get those opportunities. That's right. It's hard to come by. Like people don't come to comedians for to act. That's right. Like, you really gotta like people just don't get those opportunities, and I I don't take nothing for granted. So yeah, I still remember uh, Chris Rock in one of the Lethal Weapon movies, and I was like, huh? When yeah. I saw him, I was all the way taking. I mean, it's still to this day, and he's a, he's an amazing actor. Um, you know. I was in the movie called The Longest Yard, by the way. Uh, Little known fact. Uh, Wasn't always a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, 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 I got I to go uh, check it out again. Yeah. Don't, tell me, don't tell me where you were. No, Just, no, no. I'm, I'm, I was Rafiki, the, the only imprisoned uh, monkey in the whole, oh, you know, man. from The Lion King. But anyhow, um, Chris <laughs> Rock, Chris Rock, uh, excellent. And I noticed him as a human being on set was very um, much an introvert. Mm. It was so amazing to see. He was just there. And when the camera started rolling, boom, mm. you just saw this like transformation. Mm. And and I was like, I, it was super impressive to me. It was like watching the long jump because, you know, I'm an old long jumper as well. You see that somebody coming down the track and they hit their mark. Pop, what, what, you, what you don't do? There's not a lot. I don't fly planes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fly planes. But, but, um, you know, so so when when you see a comedian that is especially when they're outside of a comedic role, mm -hmm. that to me is true talent, right? Because I know that you've had to go to a different place mm -hmm. and tap into a different stream of of your abilities to bring out those different characters, to be a murderer, to be a to be a, a you know a, a, in a dramatic movie, to be a, anything. That's painful know? too. Like on this movie I'm doing right now. Uh, I had to go to that place. Okay. I didn't feel good afterwards. Like, like even in the plays, I did, I just didn't. It was just like I had to take a moment and go do something else, go watch something, or you know, because like a hundred percent of the time, comedians are laughing or trying to think of the next joke or trying to get the material or just think, you know. Yeah. So it's like when you when you have to go to a place that's dark and that's that's that is horrible. That's why actors be going crazy. Sure. Yeah, that's why they be, you know what I mean? They ain't mentally stable. Because they've been they've been they've been in that emotional state. Yeah, you for, gotta go play you gotta period. play a, a psychopath, then you gotta play uh 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 home care person, then sure. you gotta play this a, a, a imprisonment guy or yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. That's not life, but it's 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 art though. It is yeah. art. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and then you're on set for you know 18 months, <laughs> shooting. Six shoot, years shooting yeah. one album. And they're like, oh, we want a sequel. Oh. We, we uh, want. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. That's why I have to be. You know. 
well, well, kudos to you. Props yeah. to you, man, oh, yeah. because because um, what you're doing sounds fantastic. When I was asking about any anything that you had to do to prep, I was curious about is there also um, any physical changes that you have to go through? I mean, if you're playing, you know, some really uh, muscular gentlemen, do you have to get a trainer? If you're playing somebody who might be a little more on the uh, round, you know, rotund build, do you have to right. go and eat, uh, you know, a significant amount of calories? Like, do you do you take your acting to places like that? Have you ever had to take? Your I'm acting doing to it now. Like, like I had, remember, I had the hair. Yes. For this movie, I'm I'm a I'm a, a young producer, music producer that just got out of jail. Okay. I went to jail for like a year, and I I had to, I wanted to cut my hair and I had a ways when I. When I come out of jail, you know how the you know fresh out of jail, you got the waves, you know. Yeah. So I did that, uh, and of course, if I'm playing, in, uh, yes, I do, I do, I do take it that serious to sure. where like, how would that person look, or what would that person do, or how would they dress, or you know stuff like that. So, uh, well, and you you have a unique ability to play. Um, persons of of different backgrounds and ages, because um, you look very young, right? And so, if you needed to look old, they could put a bunch of grays, yeah. grays. They can, you know, salt and pepper right. your hair. I got and, some coming in though. I got some grays. You, coming hey, in. you know, I I cut them every time I see them. Though you, you, you ain't finna get me age. <laughs> you don't be on me like that age. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, but but that's good, man. I mean, it's just it's just you you're uniquely positioned. For success mm -hmm. in that in that space, mm -hmm. so naturally we're 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 rooting for you in, in everything that you're doing. Oh yeah, appreciate I, you. Uh, I had a comedian that talked about how difficult it is um, to go from being on stage to then film to back on stage um, because he his perspective was that it can impact one can impact the success of the other. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's that's why sometimes you don't see a comedian who becomes a great actor go back to the stage because the, their fear of bombing on stage impacting their uh, movie career. Mm. Um, but you seem to be burning the candle on both ends. Right. As so, of right now. As of right now. Yeah. So five years from now, what is your um, mental trajectory what is the where do you see yourself when you close your eyes and say in five years jeff shelley will be what uh i want to be a touring comedian for okay. sure I, I would love to stay booked on on the road uh top actor one of the top actors next five years uh a couple f future films uh the Bachelor. The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> what you got a role for me on now, man? What you... <laughs> yeah, I do it. What a country I get. Nah, but uh, you know, just it's it's so cliche uh, to say where I want to see myself. I want to see myself doing good. Sure. Cause I love that actually. That's yeah, a great, that's yeah. A great, you gotta love... you gotta see yourself doing good. Uh, Cause you can't. You never know. Like I, I've dealt with the fact that. I done told my friends this all the time, man. What if I just pop off in movies? And I know I'm good at stand up, and I can, you know, I can only get like a man. I can become a master at it. Like I'm in, I'm still in my rookie uh, season, maybe sophomore season of stand up, because stand up is an old man's game. It's like you got to experience so much to 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 really be good at stand up, you know. So it's just like. Uh, now you don't not I take that back not to be really good but the more you go through the more you have to talk about and you know it'd be like you know once you practice that it's so much but I mean in acting internet you know it's just like this one movie you can just go I take that back though because I don't want the actors to be mad at me either acting is a lot it's a it's it's long it's you got to work at that too you got to put in your time you got to put in your time for everything but stand up is like a old man's game and uh i mean it's just it's just not promising not because you're not funny it's like especially when i'm doing movies and like i'm projected if i keep going at this rate i'm projected to be a good actor 
Yes. I take it serious enough. I can be a good, I have the opportunity to be a good stand-up comedian and a great actor. I see. But you never know which one is going to take you away Further. from yeah. one, one another, you know? So yeah. I can't say. I just want to be successful at whatever I'm doing. So whatever God put in my way, I want to be successful at it. So, okay, let's ask you a question on both ends then. If you had to choose a comedy club or a comedy event for you to do your stand-up at, what would be that one, like, if, if there is a dream event or or moment for you as a comedian? It's like, uh, 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 like the uh, venue? Like, it, venue, it could be venue, it could be, yeah, let's call it the venue. Is there? Is what there... venue, what city will I do uh, uh, a big event at right now? I mean, of course, Houston, but let's just say we already know it's Houston. All right, Houston, but what other city? What other city would I do it in? Ooh, that's a good... Uh, I haven't... I'm going to say this. I haven't experienced the road enough yet yeah. to say which city I like the best. Well, let's, let's ask it. Maybe it was a poor question. Let's ask it this way. You could design a stand-up event starring you. Mm-hmm. Walk me through what that event will be. Ah, uh, see, the Jeff Shelley experience. Uh huh. Um, when it comes to entertaining, my layers is uh, physical, verbally. So I would, I would, uh, the production would be, I would do a little bit of a stage play in there okay. in the beginning. I would come out and present a whole, probably like a ten minute stage play. You know. Yeah. Uh, then I would do. I would I would do stand up after that, and then I would do a couple rap songs. So so to me, I place that in Las Vegas, mm. based off of what you've just described. Mm. See if you said to me, "Hey, you know, I see myself on stage in front of a you know sold out." football arena mm. or football stadium mm. in my mind I'm like well that sounds like something that you're gonna have television production on because mm-hmm. you want that to be a special right right. Yeah, <laughs> for gotta sure have it. for sure but both of those dreams all those dreams are big enough that you can do anything you can place them anywhere but I I envision that Las being, Vegas. being a Las Vegas uh, residency mm. show the Jeff Shelley experience mm face on on uh, the strip at you know the uh, Aria or one of the Caesar's Palace mm. uh, buildings Don't sound and you bad. just run that for a year so Vegas if you're listening if you're listening <laughs> come on we with got it. we got a show for you come on now now um, let's talk about your socials for a moment because you talked about utilizing social media people approached you at one point and said hey uh, you know at this time Instagram is hot you know, you should you should have a presence there. Mm-hmm. Well, you you have a couple hundred thousand followers now. Mm-hmm. How does that happen? How do you grow at, at your accounts, and how do you maintain um, the energy it takes for you to put content out, uh, quality content too? It consists of a couple of things: uh, being consistent. Okay. Because when, when 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 people say that consistency. When you're consistent in something, you're telling the audience that, hey, I really, I'm really serious about this. That's first off. They'll take you serious after, after a while. The first video, I'm like, ah, whatever. Second video, ah, yeah, whatever. That third video, I'm like, oh, okay, you really, you really trying to do this? All right, I'm let me check you out, and then they they figure, oh, you you good. Keep going, keep going. So that's first off. That's how you get people to take you serious, being okay. consistent. Second is, uh, when it comes to social media, people tend to uh, like you when they can uh, identify with you, like a catchphrase or uh, uh, something they like seeing you do. If even if it's, uh, we always come up with this now. Even if you playing with spoons online, 
You the spoon guy. That's the spoon guy. You, that, that, you don't know him. That's the spoon guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's sec that's second. Like come up with it. something they can identify you by. That's just like in the movies. Like you see uh, Mike Epps or yeah, uh, Eddie Murphy. You got the characters and stuff like that. You with that? I know you from Nutty Professor. You got the character. Uh, third is just man, just believing. Believing this, it can happen. It's just like you gotta just do it. Fourth is uh, aligning yourself with the right people. You know, uh, at one point I I, I had DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I I got cool with him through the internet, sure. and people seen us together, and it was just like, okay, I'm I got a I got a bunch I got a huge sports. Uh, fan base, you know, just off that. So it's just like connecting with the right people, uh, doing uh, collab collaborations with other social media presence and okay. stuff like that. So it's a combination of a lot, you know, it's just, but the number one thing, you cannot have the, uh, the second, third and fourth without number one, consistency. It don't matter what you're doing, it's social media. Don't matter when social media is over, how many people on social media in the world? You go out of everybody has a crowd for them. I don't care what you're doing. Everybody has a crowd. Cause there's so many people in the world and there's so many people like you and can understand you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So social media is just like a different ball game. But it's it consists of a lot of those four things to me. And and has the size of your audience um helped you in your booking events as far yeah, as for yeah. sure. Okay. For sure. It's uh it's different when you got you got a uh got followers uh uh they're more willing to to book you. Yeah. You know? Cause yeah. numbers when you're doing a what people don't understand is you're doing an event, what you're doing it for. As the promoter, as the booker, what are you doing it for? Yeah, the promoter the wants money. you to bring people in to make money. I, yeah, I want the money. So yeah, yeah it, it does help, but uh I still got a long way to go to where I'm uh just in every I mean, I'm getting booked from everywhere. I get booked a lot, but it's, I just haven't got over that hump to where I'm getting booked everywhere. I and am, and you know. what is your social media handle? Uh, Jeff Shelley, J-E-F-F-S-H-E-L-L-E-Y. That's on all social media platforms, too. Okay. Yeah. So you're on TikTok. And, TikTok, and I'm on everything. Twitter and everything. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. Uh, what else they got out there? Uh, YouTube. Uh, I'm on everything. I'm on two. I got a movie on Tubi called Gutter, G U T T E R. I got a movie on YouTube called Trouble in the Jones Family. I got um, a movie that's coming out uh, beginning of next year called Run Nixon. Uh, I got a movie. I'm on last filming day is Thursday. Movie called H Town is for the city, but it's a great story. It's beyond the city, but uh, uh, yeah, it's, you know, I got I got part two of Trouble in Jones Family coming, and I got a movie uh called Telling. I'm working on right now, so awesome. I'm writing it right now. Um, I can't let you go without asking you a couple of things that are controversial in comedy. Let's go. Okay, so. I want you to imagine that you are Chris Rock uh -huh. for a moment and you are slapped by Will Smith. How do you handle that? No, don't forget. Now forget that. You're not Chris Rock. You're Jeff Shelley. How does Jeff Shelley handle that kind of interaction? And what did you th I'll ask you a second at, question. At the Oscars? At the Oscars. Mm -hmm. And then the second question is, what did you think about that whole uh, incident? Hmm. Uh, how do I handle that? Uh, where I'm at right now, if I was hosting the Oscars right now, yes, I'm me. I wouldn't have to handle it. If my homeboys can get past security fast enough, they gonna handle it. Okay, Fair. that's 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 that's. But I'm gonna give you another answer to it. I probably would have thought. Like, I mean, just, let me just fall back. Because this is the Oscars. I don't want to make both of us look bad. Fair. The whole, you know, yes. uh, that's, and what I thought about it is both sides, Chris Rock. It, as, a, as a vet comedian, 
that he is. Like he's one of the legends, the you know all time favorites. It's a time and place. You didn't have. You could have passed up on that joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you could have passed up. Like I know I say it's comedy, but at some point you can be like, I ain't gonna say it. I don't have to say it. I already made people laugh all the time. I, I don't have to say that joke to be funny. On the other end, it's just like Will Smith. First off, you Will Smith. You gonna you want to keep your clean image. That's yeah. first off. And second off, it's just like, man, it's it's not that deep. It's not that deep. Cause if you had to, now nah, I ain't gonna say that, but it's just like Wisdom, if you didn't, it's both of them, they both could have just said, ah, I can handle this backstage. Sure. I can, I don't have to react. I'm bigger than that. My wife do look like G.I. Jane, but she <laughs> a cute G.I. Jane to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like <laughs> Nobody had to do what they had. They did. Like Chris Rock could have passed up on that uh, joke. Will Smith could have passed up on that slap, and saved it for later. And, and that's a very interesting perspective. Um, I think you're you're very diplomatic in in your thought process there. Uh, and and uh, I can't disagree with anything that you've said. Right. Um, I've heard different takes on it. Is that some were extreme and some were you know. Very, 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 um, the opposite. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, What's your take dude. on it, though? Um, I felt like uh, comedians have a wide berth of topics that they have to cover. That's the essence of comedy. Mm -hmm. I feel like if when you when you go to watch a comedian, you understand that most things are in play. Most things are in play. I mean, clearly, if you have a spouse that just passed away, the comedian has no business making a joke about it. Right. Like that's just not this is not you right. know a place to be. But there, but there is very little that's off limits when it, especially when it comes to something that is good, a good-hearted joke. It didn't mm -hmm. come from a mean place. Mm -hmm. there, you know, there's a difference when some like when your buddies are talking to you and they're and they're trash talking you and you laugh, and then. One day your buddy might say something and you're like, wait, you were serious. Mm -hmm, <laughs> you mm -hmm. feel a different way about right, that. Right. And and so I thought that that um Chris's comedy was not out of out of line. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was out of line. I didn't think he crossed a line. I thought that Will um was mad about a lot of other things. And this was just a thing Last that girl. that he had an out-of-body moment, and Chris caught the brunt of it. Mm. I, and 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 so I think if you know you take a lot of the other stresses of things that are going on around him in his life, which I don't have any clue what they are or if they're even there, right? But I think if you take the way whatever other things are might be on his shoulders, that that's not the outcome that you get, right? And it's unfortunate because I, I like most people, black, white, brown, whatever. Will Smith's not a person that you have a hard time liking. Mm -hmm. He's a very likable mm -hmm. person, and you mm -hmm. want you root for his success, even when he has a horrible movie like Wild Wild West. <laughs> you, mm -hmm. You're like, oh man, that was really bad. I, I want my good. money back. I, I thought the movie was, oh. <laughs> but. I'm still gonna go out and see him. I'm gonna, right. He's gonna get my money. I'm right. gonna support his shows right. because that's Will Smith, and right. he just has that cachet about him. Right. So, so to see that it it was it was hurtful for me to know that the way he'll be judged and treated on a going forward basis. Hopefully, he can come back from it one day. But I don't know if he can. Let's just be honest, though. Mm -hmm. Do we really feel a way about him? What do you mean? Like, do people really feel a way about him for slapping? I mean, because, I mean, I think at this point, it's just like, all right, it happened. Okay. You know, it is, it's like, ah. I I looked at it from uh, what was happening in the industry perspective. Industry, that's the key word right there, that's, the industry. That's right. And that's how I looked at it. Mm. Because I saw the Netflix withdrawal i saw the movie studios disassociation mm -hmm. 
I, I, I see those opportunities disappearing. Mm. And Hollywood can cancel you. Quit. I mean, we're in a cancel culture right now, right? Hollywood can cancel you. Right. I, I saw Mel Gibson get canceled, mm. you know. How's it, if, how did that happen? I mean, he had a moment where he had a rant which showed a different side of him that people didn't well, know existed. Uh, he had he had some comments that were anti-Semitic, were taken as anti-Semitic oh. after a drunk. He he was intoxicated. Oh. This is my my recollection. He was intoxicated and he he said some things that were ugly. Mm. And Hollywood responded in kind. That's how you go from lethal weapon, uh, you know, Braveheart, blockbuster after blockbuster, you know, uh, to not making a film for you know a decade mm. and then coming back and taking lesser roles and smaller movie parts and mm. that's how that's how you disappear and if i if that can happen to mel gibson yeah but anybody you have anybody right. if you have a moment right. um and and i think forgiveness where it's warranted there's some cases that you just harvey weinstein you're not giving that guy back right. so it's just right. not you're just done right well, we can definitely forgive Will Smith. Well, the consumers probably can, but I don't know if that's enough. I don't know as I sit here today, right. and I'm hope I'm 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 hopeful for both sides that their that their lives improve from here and their situations get remedied and everybody sings kumbaya and they're happy together. But right. it's still it's still something that is on people's the, minds. But even the way Chris Rock responded, it it goes back to my statement: it's perspective. I just got slapped. And, but he laughed about it. Wow! I just got slapped. Amazing was, composure. There's your there's your trait. Composure. Composure. <laughs> you know? So this this is like uh, his his perspective was I just got slapped, but hey, I yeah. still got to move. Let me move forward. Yeah. You know? And I, I I love the way he reacted. You know. I did as well. But at the end of the day, it's just like you want to say uh, what I will do or what somebody. It's like you never know what you'll do, but in my situation right now, I probably would have reacted. Yeah, the way I wanted to react, and the way not the way I needed to react. Well, and and also some of that can be based off of our ages, mm -hmm. right? I right. Mean, I think That's with, what I'm the, saying. The wisdom, right now, the wisdom of experience right. leads right. you to different things. Right. A 25 year old would have a fight on stage and not think twice about it, and then just be done forever. Mm -hmm. Um, and a 50 year old thinks differently. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and I think if any people who are listening take a lesson from anything that we're saying, it's that, you know, that life experience gives you perspective mm -hmm. and, and you can take a moment to pause and, and, in anything, in any scenario and think through how you're going to respond. All you gotta do is breathe. Uh, yeah, that's true. Just breathe. So, um, we do something on this show where we give every guest the opportunity to name the show that they've appeared on. Uh, it always puts them on the spot, catches them off guard. So, Jeff, now that you've been on Go On Say It, what would you like to call this episode that you're appearing on uh, today? Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, what can I name this episode? This is a moment with Jeff Shelley. A moment with Jeff Shelley. There a it moment is. with Jeff Shelley. Any uh, any particular? In his Crocs. <laughs> How about Jeff Shelley and his Crocs? And Jeff Shelley and his Crocs. A moment with Jeff Shelley and his Crocs. And if Crocs is listening, he's available for sponsorship oh, for the low, low price of $1 million a shoe. Oh, <laughs> I think it's $2 million. But. Um, anybody that you'd like to see on this program? Uh, I say all the comedians in Houston, all the entertainers in Houston, because... Uh, uh, Got some dope people out here. Okay. Uh, who else can be? Have you had you had Ali Sadiq? Yeah, you had. Uh, We've reached out to Ali. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, everybody in that's doing what I'm doing. Okay. You know. All right. You heard it from Jeff. Go and say it to your friends and neighbors. Thanks for your time. Catch you next time. <laughs>